There are a ton of pandemic type movies in Hollywood. Everything from virus outbreaks to zombie takeovers to natural disasters and post-pandemic worlds. What is the best movie out of this bunch and how probable are some of these to happen? Today on the Going Off Topic podcast, the pandemic movie bracket. Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. What better way to pass the time during this quarantine than with a new book for free? Head over to audibletrial.com slash topic to start today. That's audibletrial.com slash topic. Welcome to the Going Off Topic podcast, part of the Anything But Credible Network. I'm your host, Kyle Fauche. Joining me on the line, we have two great individuals. A guy who I don't think has left his house for weeks, uh, Dukes from the Anything But Credible podcast. And uh, joining us on the other line, a man locked inside with two twin small babies all the way from Colorado. It's Thomas Ragland. Uh, how's it going, Dugan? We'll start with you. How you doing? Boshi, what's happening, man? I am doing well. Thank you for asking. Uh, you're right. I really haven't left the house and um, trying to do my part, but also like important enough to kind of just be hanging out so I don't have like a whole lot of responsibility other than work going on over here. So you know, just taking it day by day and trying to do my part, man. But uh, yeah, I'm doing good, Foshi. How are you doing, man? I'm, I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. I am leaving the house to walk the dog twice a day. But other than that, we are staying inside. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Thomas, all the way out from Colorado with the twin babies. I mean, you you probably have the uh, the most difficult quarantine out of all of us. How are you guys doing over there in Colorado? Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely an experience with two uh, <laughs> toddlers running around. Uh but you know the I I think they just issued the order that we need to wear masks whenever we go outside. So the 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 thing we're trying to figure out is how to get the masks and keep the masks on the toddlers uh, if we take them for a walk. Uh, so that's kind of where we're at right now. Uh, but yeah, other than that, I don't know what day it is. So yeah. that's been helpful, uh, I think, to living this way. Uh, but other than that, yeah, things are moving right along. Yeah, that that really has been a crazy thing for me too. I just I said that yesterday because you know being. Uh, Friday, we're recording on a Saturday, but you know it was the end of the work week, and I just felt like it. The I felt like the whole week was just one giant day. I've never, I don't think I've ever felt like that before. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. Uh, we kind of talked about it on our media check-in podcast a couple weeks ago, but yeah, it's definitely interesting. Uh, the weather was nice in St. Louis up until today when it dropped into the twenties again. Uh, <laughs> so hopefully, I think next week it's supposed to warm up again. Hopefully, because. Go, losing those walks with the dog is tough. It's you got to at least try to at least we at least got to try to get out for a little bit. But uh, we are here today. Uh, Thomas is back actually for a second appearance. Uh, this time he actually brought the whole episode idea. He did a lot of the background work on this one. So uh, you know, shout out to you, of course. Yeah, shout out. But we are all kind of experiencing this quarantine together, and Thomas came up with the idea of doing a pandemic podcast movie bracket. Uh, so I went in, Thomas actually sent us a list of 64 movies. It was an extremely impressive list. Uh, we cut the list down to 32, but I want to know how many of those movies, Thomas, did you just come up with off the top of your head and how many did you actually have to look up? Yeah, I think I probably had, um, I would say probably about half of them, uh, I had off the top of my head or, uh, you know, I was talking with my wife about it. And so she was like, well, what about this? Does this count? Um, and I think one of the pieces, and we'll talk about it as we, you know, talk about the, 
the movies that we have. One of the pieces that was important to me is that it, it really stuck to uh, pandemics or post-apocalyptic type of things. Um, and I wanted to stay away from like alien invasions because that I feel like is its own thing. And um, yeah. so we, there were a lot that we cut out that were like, ah, that's really more of an alien thing. That's not really. Uh, and so it, it probably even, I probably came up, uh, with maybe closer to 40, um, just off the top of my head. But I was like, I can't use any of the alien ones because I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and who knows, maybe, uh, after at a later date when we are still quarantined or out of quarantine, we could do an alien bracket podcast or, or an alien draft. Absolutely. Uh, so we, like I said, we cut it down to 32. Um, uh, I put it in some, I don't even know what website this is. I, I created an account and put all of our movies into a bracket that we will post on Facebook, uh, on Instagram. And so everybody can see it out there. All the listeners can check it out. Uh, I, I was thinking, I think this is our first bracket challenge podcast that we've done. Um, which is interesting. I thought for sure we would have done something by now, but now that we've done this, I've come up with a million other ideas that we could do. So, right. Yeah. Uh, this will definitely be something that we can do moving forward, a new, you know, recurring idea with guests and everything. So, uh, we have like, okay, so we have 32 movies going head to head. Uh, and if I'm also, I was thinking yesterday when I was right, you know, I make notes and everything. I was thinking this would have been final four weekend, I believe for the NCAA March madness tournament. Really? That's interesting. I didn't think about that. So we are recording on Saturday, which I think would have been the final four games. And then this will come out Monday, which would actually be the championship, championship, the championship game. Yeah. Wow. So very, uh, you know, we're, we're making, we're making do with what we have here. We're, it's not the college tournament, but I think it's going to be a good, yeah. a good challenge. And just to show how crazy times are instead of that happening, the only real, I guess you could call it live sporting event is this NBA 2K <laughs> tournament that ESPN's airing. What, what a world we're living in right now. It's crazy times. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely insane. I just saw that MJP is going to be the one for the Nuggets, so <laughs> yeah. pretty excited about that. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I haven't... Uh, I've set the DVR to record all of the games on ESPN. I haven't had a chance to watch, but I will uh, probably later tonight, I'll be I'll be checking some of them out and just seeing... It's it's just so interesting to see who... Because, like, you know, they have some of the guys that are in there, it's like, oh, yeah, I could see... I just want to know how often these guys actually play and how much time they put into some of them. Right. Yeah. And on top of that, I saw I did watch last night. Some of them, there was uh, some real beatdowns. And uh, I'm with Thomas. We're, we're I think, uh, safe to say we're putting the house on MPJ tonight. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So, like I said, we have 32 movies here. We're going to break down um, just just a, a normal bracket kind of challenge. We had three guys. We have three of us on here. So there has to be one winner uh, out of all of these choices. We'll get down to the end. Uh, we're kind of we we don't really have a set ruling on, on how the movie moves forward. I think the ultimate ruling is how good of a movie it is, but there's also, you know, how realistic, how, what's the probability of this pandemic or uh, situation happening today in real life that'll factor in and just overall thoughts on the movie that are, that are going to help move on. Um, so I kind of went through before we actually get to the matchups. I think I, so the past three days, I think I've watched five of these movies. Um, I wish, I wish, I don't know why I waited so long, but uh, there's a couple that I still haven't seen. So looking at my list, I've seen one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. So I've seen seventeen. I've seen over half, which I think is 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 a solid number. Um, and I know I think all of these, at least one of us, have seen. If I'm if I'm looking at the the uh, the the sheet here correctly, but 
Uh, yeah, I, I waited till the kind of the last minute, and then I went through and was looking on Netflix. Netflix has a bunch of these movies out, so if you're looking for something to pass the time or uh, during quarantine, if you're when you're stuck inside, a lot of these are on Netflix. A lot of them are on Amazon to rent for super cheap or even for free. Uh, the past couple days, the ones that I've seen, we'll, we'll get to, we'll get to when we go to the list. But before we jump into our matchups, do you guys have any any thoughts or anything you'd like to say before we start? My, I, I, I'll jump in here. My, my only question, I have two questions for you guys. Um, first things first is I, I'm very interested to know how the uh, seeding happened. And also, um, there are a couple, we will talk about a couple series, but we, in, sure. the, in, the, in the bracket, we only kind of listed out the first movie. I hope I didn't do this wrong. I kind of took into account the series altogether. I don't like not full weighting, but definitely had a percentage of the weighting. Is that okay? I guess. I, yeah. I did too. Yeah. I think that that makes sense to me, um, especially because there are some in here as we'll get to it, that some of the sequels are you know, potentially as well known or more well known than, um, you know, than the original movies. And so I think that that's, uh, that's important. Yeah. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. Uh, as far as the seating goes, um, I kind of went through and looked at so the movie, the thirty-two that we cut down from the list of sixty-four. Um, I kind of went through and wrote down all the movies that I'd seen, and then I kind of reached out to both of you guys to see what you have seen, and that's kind of what made up the list. Um, but as far as seating goes, I kind of just went through and I, I guess I could have looked at. I didn't even think about looking like at IMDb for like ratings of these movies, but I kind of just went through and put uh, so you know, just went and found movies like some of the better movies, I guess, yep. and tried to seed them one through 32. Um, as we get down to some of the lower seeds, you know, 30, 31, 32, there weren't movies that I've seen. Uh, and I, at 32, I will definitely talk about once uh, we get to the matchup because I wish I would have watched that movie before I made the bracket. I actually thought about changing it, but then I didn't want to change a bunch of stuff. So, uh <laughs> Yeah, it it was something that I just kind of threw together um, and movies. I guess it's kind of reflects movies that I like and movies that I know are really big in pop culture based on the seatings. Well, I have to say that my bracket when I was doing this, uh, I did have some some I, I think I'll have some interesting upsets that you guys will be surprised by. Nice. But overall, I do think I, I don't think it was the seating was too far off. That's why I kind of wanted to ask about it. I thought that it was, you know, I thought it was well done. So uh, hopefully I'm excited for people to. When the, all the listeners to be able to see the seatings, you know, all laid out. I, I don't think, you know, for not going off of like a tomato meter or like a percentage or a rating or anything. I think, uh, I think it was, you know, not 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 too not too far off. I think it was good. Yeah, I agree. I think it was spot on. Um, and it, the only one that I would say was different was thirty two for me. Uh, but we'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like I said, I wish I would have seen thirty two before, but uh yeah, I don't know why I didn't use a the uh, Rotten Tomato scale or IMDB's percentage ratings. I, I just kind of was like, Oh, I'll just do this and I knocked it out and uh so it's good to hear you guys are are with the seatings. But uh I guess, you know, before we, we go on too long, we'll jump into the first ranking, which is the number one seed, the Matrix versus the number thirty two seed, Snowpiercer. Um uh, which, like I said, I we just watched Snowpiercer last night, and I wish I would have watched it previously before doing these rankings because it definitely would have been a lot higher than thirty-two. Uh, very interesting movie. Uh, Chris Evans plays a character. It's a. It's just I thought it was really good. I really liked it. Had some twists. Had some turns. Uh, 
it's a if I don't want to give too much away, but it's a movie about at the end of they they the Earth is heating up and they use some sort of uh, they drop it from planes and it, it like cools the Earth, but it takes over and actually freezes the entire Earth, and the remaining people on Earth are stuck on a train that is just going around the world. Um, kind of like you know when we were watching it, we kept saying it was kind of like Hunger Games, but on a train at times. Uh, very good, interesting movie. If you haven't seen it, I, I would definitely check it out. It's, it's on Netflix, um, but it's going up against the Matrix. I don't know if there's any uh, any upset for me. For me, it's 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 going to be the Matrix in this matchup. Keanu, it's not even like a pandemic or end of times movie. It's just a great movie. Uh, and for my probability rankings, I gave all my probabilities out of five. I said. This is probably like maybe a three or three and a half on five. We could be living a simulation right now and we just don't know it. So uh, for me, it's the Matrix moving on. What Dugan, what are your thoughts? And then we'll get to you, Thomas. Yeah, I'll be quick with this because I think that you know me what pretty well, Foshi, that the Matrix is heralded in my uh, all-time list. Um, so I'm kind of biased. But yeah, I agree. And I think the, you know, with some of the bullet points that we that I used, you know, just overall movie, um, the quality the everything that goes into it, the thought behind it, the storyline, but of course the realness um, and the possibility of it. And I think if you're any dip in, dip your toes in any kind of conspiracy theory, the you're going <laughs> to come across um, the matrix in, in some way. Uh, and it won't be very long. It'll be pretty quick. You'll run across it. So a, as far as current possibilities, a lot of people think that it's happening as we speak, like you said. Um, so for me, even though I do really love Snowpiercer was cool. And I really like for all the things that it stood for in the storyline of like, class um and uh you know seg seg class segments and all those things that it kind of the story went through inside of the train but um for me it's just i don't know if any, the, the matrix is going to be really tough to beat so yeah it, it's it's the number one seed's moving on for me yeah i um i concur um i i really like snowpiercer um i think that um it, when we talk about the probability piece I think it's very probable that we could try to create something to try to cool the earth down and then it completely backfires miraculously like uh, and catastrophically. Uh, so I do think that that's a piece of it. Um, I definitely don't think we'd be living on a trade though, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but but I did I did really enjoy it and, and surprisingly so because it was one that it's one that for the past three or four years I've seen and I'm like, ah, maybe I'll check it out. And then I didn't. And then when we made this list, I was like, I should probably watch that uh, finally. So um, I did. Um, I did enjoy it. A lot of, a lot of good names in there um and uh yeah i won't i won't spoil too much of it but um the the matrix though is is the matrix it is what it is um one of the themes that obviously comes from the matrix is the idea that uh we talk about pandemics we talk about viruses that humans are the virus right um and that is a theme that comes up in a couple of, the, of these other movies as well um but the idea that that humans really are and a lot of these movies is humans causing things because they're just they're just screwing things up so um yeah but i do think that it's um, I, I just watched it again this week uh, because it's been a while since I've watched it, uh, the, the original. Uh, but um, yeah, I think it's it's uh, really a, a perfect movie. Um, so uh, and to me, I think we're either at a one or a five in terms of the computer simulation. We either are definitely living in one or we definitely are not. Like, I don't know that there's an in-between. I love that. I love that so much. My question to you both then would be, on the Snowpiercer side, especially now that it's definitely gained some traction because I think they're making a TV show out of it, a series too or something out of that. But um, if it's not 32, do you guys have any idea no, ranking number wise where it would where you would slide that slot into? Like, where does it fall for you? 
Uh, I would probably put it. So I'm just looking at at a, just like you know, quick glance at our at our bracket. I'd probably put it mid mid teens, like you know, fifteen through twenty, probably. Okay. Uh, and I, you know, if like I said, I really wish I would have seen it beforehand, but uh, it's just, it's a bummer for the movie. But I think it definitely could have won a first round matchup, depending where it came up, and even you know, depending what it came up against in the second round, could have moved on to the round three. But I think that's uh, a good solid call. movie. I'm excited for the TV show that I didn't know was happening until last night. So it's going to be interesting to see kind of what they do with it. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, I would say that um, when I was just looking, glancing through the bracket, I, you know, I looked down at the, the 14, 19 matchup and you uh, mentioned the hunger games, which is our 14 seed. So we'll get to that. But I think going up against the hunger games is probably where I would have put it. Nice. I like that. Yeah, that's a good move. So, uh, the Matrix moves on a 3-0 sweep there. The next matchup we have is the 16 versus 17. Uh, it is 2012 versus This is the End. I didn't... So I have i don't know if I've ever actually seen 2012 all the way through. We were going to watch it this week and then looked and it was two and a half hours long. Um, and I figured that both of you guys would have seen that movie and would have some sort of uh, thoughts on it. I've seen This is the End. That is a comedy with just all of the you know comedians in it. I, I don't, is it like, uh, I, I saw it a long time ago. I think when it first came out, it was really funny. Um, and is that the one where it's like, there's like meteors coming down and hitting the earth and that's, what's causing the issue. I can't remember exactly like what happens in that movie. Are you asking about this is the end? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's pretty, um, insane. I actually, there's like a little bit of everything that happens in that movie, okay. not directly meteors, but like some really, really outrageous, crazy things. But there is a, a mix. It's a mixed bag of, of just, I, I want to kind of say just weirdness. <laughs> I will say this, the, 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 the probability meter on this is the end <laughs> might, might be the mo- lowest out of the whole 32. It might be the, like might go negative actually. Um, but yes. um, yeah, I, I, I overall, but I think that's the whole thing about that. So I don't know if you want me to get into my, my matchup here, but um, for me, I, I, I actually picked this as the end going forward because this kind of outweighed the probability side did not win that matchup, but the overall just movie, I really did enjoy it and I, I enjoyed it so much more than 2012. I also might be possibly biased because I just, I have this weird thing like John Cusack just can't, I can't connect with him for any, in any roles. Um, and so if there was something like 2012 where the world is literally like falling apart basically or imploding, um, I just watching John Cusack go through that is, it, it, I think it stressed me out than the actual world falling apart, if that makes sense. So for me, this is the end we've done in that matchup. I'm interested to hear about you guys though. It's so funny that you talk about Cusack in that way, because the way that I would describe what you just said is that there is someone better for every role he's ever done. And like, I think he's a good actor, like just but good, like baseline. Yes. But I feel like you could put literally someone else in every single role he's done. And you'd be like, that's a better movie. And like he's just slightly miscast in everything. He doesn't fit into anything. Dude. It's very bizarre. Preach. Um, I Preach. would say my, my biggest issue with 2012 is that I, <sighs> It's, it's basically we'll get to this movie too, but it's it's a it's a it's a poor man's day after tomorrow. Like it's just not as good. It's yes. not as like uh, it's not as realistic even like in some ways. Like it's 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 very bizarre. Like it's it just happens to be 
it exists in the same world. If Day After Tomorrow doesn't exist, maybe it's a better movie. But because 2012 is just, it just is like the worst version of that. Uh, so not only do we know that John Cusack could be replaced in every movie he plays, he was replaced in this movie in Day After Tomorrow. So, uh, so yeah, I, I would agree. And where this is the end, it was just, it was just pure fun. Um, and it was nonsense. It was chaos. Um, the, the only things I really remember are the demons that are in there. Um, but I remember enjoying it. And obviously it's a star studded cast. Um, like the, the entire Backstreet Boys are in the movie. So it's, it's like, it's, it's pretty ridiculous, but I think, um, you know, in terms of like just rewatchability, like it's going to be the one that's going to uh, definitely move on past uh, 2012 for me. Yeah. And Foshi, before you go, I just want to say, I, I have literally never agreed with any, thing more in my entire life than every word that Thomas just said. I'm dead serious. That was amazing. Yeah, and I think we might have just we might have just come up with I just wrote down a new pod idea, just like a Cusack uh miscasting. We're gonna cut we're gonna recast all his movies. Yeah. Okay. So like I said, I, I didn't I didn't really have a dog in the fight, but you guys both picked this as the end, so that'll move on. Uh in so that's a little little mini little mini upset, 17 over 16. Um next movies we have here in the matchup are the eight seed 28 days later versus the 25 seed children of men. Again, I think I've seen 28 days later, but it's been probably whatever that movie came out that I haven't seen it since. And I've never seen children of men. Uh, so for me, based on what I remember, 28 days later moves on just because I haven't seen children of men, but I will leave it up to you guys to decide this matchup again. Uh, Thomas, where, where, where do you fall in this matchup? Yeah. Um, this one is actually like really surprisingly tough for me. Um, I really enjoyed both movies. I saw them both in theaters when they came out. So it is, it's a bit of uh, a kind of choose your flavor here. Uh, They're both British movies. Um, and so it's really, again, even an interesting matchup in that way. Uh, Children of Men obviously has uh, Clive Owen, who uh, I know, Kyle, you love. Um, <laughs> so uh, because of your love for Inside Man. And then it's, it's, it, it, when I was looking this up the other day, not only is Clive Owen in it, but Chiwetel Ejiofor is also in it, yep. who is also an inside man. And it's like, they just did movie, and it's the same year. So they just <laughs> did these movies together. They just hung out the entire year together. Um, but I, I, 28 days later, um, I think it's a slight edge for me, but it really is slight. And the only reason is because I think that it, the the films move at the exact opposite paces. Um, 28 Days Later is fast, it's frantic, it's like everything is coming to an end. In Children of Men, it's like everything is already ended. There's infertility, and so it's it's like, hey, you know, someone may have you know a chance to be fertile without giving too much uh, away, but it's it's a, a pretty slow moving movie until kind of the very end. And so to me, like it is. Um, in terms of realism, I could see both like the idea of 28 days later, like, uh, someone trying to, you know, uh, this one, it was like environmental or, you know, eco terrorists, basically breaking monkeys out who were infected with a rage virus. I can absolutely see that, uh, being uh, plausible and children of men. I can see, certainly see something where it would cause infertility, uh, in folks. We, we know that there are things in our you know, general world that do that anyway. So I can see, I think in terms of feasibility, it's, it's about the same, but, um, yeah, I think that, that 28 weeks later or 28 days later just squeaks by for me. Okay, Dugan, what do you think? Yeah, I, 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 I promise everyone listening. I think at least throughout this, we will disagree at some point. But I, I, think, <laughs> I think Thomas is spot on again. Um, and for me, that's where I really enjoy Twenty Eight Days Later. It edges out for me too because of this, the pacing. And um, I really just loved 
the overall idea, those kind of good movies that like for me, you know, even with it being a British movie of, I remember the first time just not actually knowing any of the actors. Like I, I can't remember even sitting here talking to you guys right now. I can't think of a, some, uh, any of the star cast name off the top of my head. Um, and for it to be as good as a movie as I like with that kind of added perspective to it, it, it makes me really appreciate the movie. The crazy thing is, is I watched a couple pieces of it just to be like, man, you know, I haven't seen this in a while. While doing that, I realized that movie was made in 02, a really long time ago, and it still holds up, man. It is still really good, and it's still heralded as, like, one of the, um, you know, like, I don't know what you want to say, like, outbreak movies, I guess, uh, pandemic movies. It is, like, always at the top of the list, the blogs, if you if you read, read them. So, yeah, I'm with Thomas. I can't, I'm not going to kind of repeat everything he said, but... Um, I'm right there with him. Uh, Children of Men, still solid though. Like, still a good movie. I suggest everybody go check that out. But uh, 20, day, 20 days later for me, it's, it's one in the matchup. Foshi, where are you at? Uh, like I said, I, I've actually never, I've never seen Children of Men. So now that I know Clive Owens in it, I've, uh, I'm a little disappointed in myself. I will have to go back and check that one out. Uh, so you guys both agree 28 days later is moving on in that matchup. Uh, next matchup is the nine seed Shaun of the Dead versus the 24 seed Outbreak. Uh, a lot of people are probably going to get mad at me that I don't, I actually don't think I've ever seen Shaun of the Dead, uh, which is probably like a, a sacrilegious thing to say to a lot of people. And Outbreak was one of the movies that we just watched this past week uh, on our binge. And it, I really enjoyed Outbreak. Like, I thought it was really good. Uh, Morgan Freeman, Dustin Hoffman, uh, there's Rene Russo. There is a lot of Donald Sutherland, a lot of people in that movie. And, uh, you know, I thought it was really solid. I was, it's a 24 seat here just cause I hadn't seen it before I made the bracket and, uh, probability again, pretty high that a monkey gets infected with some crazy disease and then gets out and it goes viral and just starts killing people. Uh, so I, I, I mean, I know Shaun of the dead is like one of those great movies, funny, but I think I'm going to give my vote to the 24 seat of, of outbreak here just cause I thought it was good. I thought it was a, a solid movie, pretty probable what could happen. Uh, but Dugan, what what do you think in this matchup? Yeah, I think this will probably be the um, I don't I don't know. Probably hot takes or unpopular take on this, but I also have that the 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 much lower seat of outbreak taken over, but simply because I just hate <laughs> Shaun of the Dead so much. Um, so <laughs> it almost Shaun of the Dead for me is a triple. It's a, like a if you lay out like bullet points of things that I don't care for technically in movies it's uh it hits three of those so i really am just the zombie uh subgenre just really doesn't fully connect with me and then on top of that i just don't think that um i don't think the Shaun of the dead guys the the crew it, it, i i don't know i just haven't been a huge fan of them um from a from a comedy standpoint but with that said I also have been very open on this podcast about just i'm not really a good judge for comedy or good comedy so that I, that with that being said, I, my opinion doesn't mean a whole lot. <laughs> I haven't seen Outbreak. I do plan to, but it won for me purely because of my distaste for Shaun of the Dead. Thomas, where are you at? Um, after listening to um, you guys, especially in the horror versus comedy uh, episode, uh, everything you just said does not surprise me. What did <laughs> uh, based on uh, your, your your hatred for Shaun of the Dead? 
Shaun of the Dead was one that I owned for about five years before I actually watched it. Like someone <laughs> bought it for me as a DVD and I was like, I don't know if I'm into it. I watched it and I, I enjoy most of the cast. I think I'm with you in terms of like Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, but we could argue that another day uh, or agree on it another day, um, <laughs> I guess. But, um, but uh, you know, the rest of the cast, I, I really enjoy um, some good cameos in the movie, but I just saw Outbreak a couple of weeks ago and I thought it was phenomenal um, in terms of a cast that blows, uh, you know, shot of the dead out of the water in terms of feasibility, it blows it out of the water. Um, so yeah, I think uh, pretty easily outbreak for me as well. Nice. So big, our first big upset. That is a 24 over a nine seat. I like it. Yeah. And on top uh, of that, it sounds like I need to add that to my list is what it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely watch outbreak. It was good. Like I said, it's got, I mean, a lot of people in it, so it's, it's definitely worth, if you haven't seen it, it's, I think it's on netflix so definitely yeah yeah definitely check that out uh moving down to our next matchup we have the number four seed terminator versus the number 29 seed i think it's elysium is how you pronounce it yeah uh haven't seen elysium but i i, I mean i could be wrong here but you know terminator is one of just kind of like the matrix just an all-out great movie great series arnold uh possibly uh my probability i gave it like a two and a half out of five on the probability scale the way that uh, we are constantly messing with robots and things like that. I, it terrifies me when I see those videos on Twitter. Um, so Terminator for me moves on in a pretty easily, uh, in, a, in a landslide actually, just because I haven't seen Elysium. But I don't know if there's another movie on this list besides maybe The Matrix and some of the other high seeds that would go up and put up a fight against Terminator. So uh, I am voting Terminator. I We can throw it to Dugan, but I can guarantee he's voting Terminator as well. We know he's a giant Arnold head, but uh, what, what do you think, Dugan? Where are you going? Yeah, yeah, I'll keep this quick because it, it is a Terminator. There's no doubt about it. It's just uh, the, the probability. I'm with you on that, Foshi. I think you're right on that. It's just, for me, it's, I don't know. It's just so legendary, so iconic. Um, and it started a lot of just, I don't know, personal tastes for me in a whole, uh, started a whole thing of what I consume for media now. But at the same time, I did enjoy Elysium. It's been a long time since I've seen that. But it's not... The probability factor, I would say, I mean, it's much further down the line, time-wise, than, than Terminator, I guess. Because, you know, Terminator's coming back in time. Well, I don't know. I guess Terminator's coming back in time to stop the future war. Elysium is just already in the future. But Elysium, it, the storyline, even if it's not... At, it, it, there's more to it than the Terminator, right? Terminator is pretty straightforward. I think Elysium deals with a lot of other things like class um, and uh, uh, legal things with class um, rules and the justice system and all of these things that even if they're, it's not done like 100% great, but it is still definitely more than the Terminator. So if you want to talk about just like movie storyline, there's more there, but uh, possibly another biased pick, Proshi, but yeah, you know, I can't go against my guy, Arnold. I mean, he, he started like, he basically has a chunk of my life, man. So Terminator <laughs> wins for me, but um, I'm interested to hear about Thomas. Yeah, uh, Elysium is Snowpiercer with a space station. Uh, it's good. Uh, it's got a lot, like you said, it's got a lot of the class stuff. Um, it's got a lot of similar kind of uh, beats to that. I really enjoyed it. Terminator's Terminator. Arnold is Arnold. Um, <laughs> Judgment Day um, was the first movie I remember seeing, I was three years old and it scared me uh, so bad that I had nightmares for like two years. Um, but I was also really confused when I went back to watch Terminator after watching Terminator two um, when I was older. So, uh, because I, I was very confused about the roles of the, of the characters, but, um, but I do, um, I love Terminator. 
Um, I told my wife we were going to watch it this week, regardless of this uh, this thing going on. So um, we're definitely going to going to get on that. Um, and and side note, like Terminator Two is like the only one that's not on a platform right now, and I have no idea why. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah, that's a great point actually, because I love Two. I really do. And that's the other thing too is like this is one of our, I think our, I would say our first series, right? And there's there's a lot. I don't know. Is there six now? Seven maybe? <laughs> I don't. There's a lot. Yeah. Um. And and even if you get rid of the last four three just take the first one and two even though it is a little bit different like thomas was saying storyline wise like actual with the terminator and the roles and stuff but two i'm with i i I love two um so the the combination together for me there's just no way that i could i could have um elysium pass that up yeah absolutely so terminator moves on in a a 3-0 clean sweep next we have the 13 seed contagion versus the 20 seed resident evil um actually never seen resident evil because i hate scary movies and it seems like it's too scary for me so uh i saw <laughs> contagion <laughs> saw contagion a long time ago when that came out uh and i know a lot of people are re-watching that right now and uh it seems like it's i barely remember it but it seems like it's pretty probable of what's kind of happening right now so uh i voted for contagion just based off that i don't watch resident evil and it's too scary even the video games are pretty scary from what i've seen so uh, I went Contagion. Thomas, where did you fall in this matchup? If I hadn't watched Contagion three weeks ago, my vote would have been for Resident Evil. But watching Contagion, just as you said, um, it's literally what's happening right now. It starts off with a bat. It gets it infects a Chinese market, in this case, Hong Kong. Um, and then there are people that are dying from it. And then there's a bunch of secrecy around it. And, the, you know, there's quarantines and there's, it, I mean, it really is. Uh, the only difference is the kill rate is much higher in contagion than we're seeing right now. Um, but it really, it, it follows every, it's scary, right? Uh, like how close it follows um, to what's going on right now. Um, and I watched it probably three days before um, my university that I work for decided to go completely remote. So um, if I had watched it even like a week later, it would have been even worse. Right? Um I love the Resident Evil series. I started with Resident Evil 2, the video game. Um, again, going two before one. Um, but uh, the uh, I did I did really enjoy the Resident Evil series. I think I've seen every single one. Um, but uh, and I think the idea of like a corporation creating a virus is also very likely um, in our society. Um, but to me, like Contagion was. Um, I think I think the present is impacting this a little bit, but I'm like, no, that that seems like it's so relevant to me that I think it, it just has to edge it. Yeah. I'll, I'll piggyback off of that. I think I haven't seen contagion yet. I plan to, but I picked it to pass purely because of everything that I've heard and read about it. And it being so spot on with the present day, like Thomas said that um, it just, I felt like it overweighed, the my likeness for resident evil the iconic the 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 video game series is iconic the movies are are fun it's a good time but the actual uh let's say mechanics of the movies are kind of a little bit out there you know they're just it's more video game like so it's it's more fun than it is like super detailed storyline but that's what makes them good movies i think and they're super rewatchable they play them on tv all the time i think i've seen I don't even know which one of the series it is, but I've seen one of them like literally 15 times. Um, and it's one of those movies where you turn on it always is at the same exact point somehow, you know? <laughs> and, uh, but because of, because of what I plan, I plan to watch contagion and because of everything that I've researched and, and talked about so far, I just think it connects so weirdly 
with everything right now that uh, for me that moves on. Okay. So another, I think everything that we've picked so far has been a three Oh or a two Oh sweep. So, uh, maybe eventually we'll get, we'll get into some arguments here, but who knows? I, I think the uh, bottom half of the bracket will switch things up. At least for me, I think so. I think so too. Okay. All right. So the next matchup we have is the five seed. I am legend versus the 28 seed water. Here we go. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen Waterworld because I think oh. that's like one of the worst movies of all time, right? Is oh. that like the the consensus of that movie? I think I've heard. <laughs> uh, and everyone knows my love of Will Smith. Uh, I actually like I Am Legend is probably one of my favorite movies. Like just entertaining. It's not a great movie by any means, but I love Will Smith. Uh, it's a personal favorite of mine. All of these movies that have like some sort of zombie or something weird happening, I don't think that's a really high probability so i give this like a one out of five on the probability scale but i just love the overall movie and i love will smith so i am legend gets my vote uh dugan where, where are you falling on this match up here okay guys here it is this is the first this is the first uh the, the hot take here i i, I took Waterworld, man uh here hear me out on this i also love will smith but uh like i said before zombie things are not really quite my my subgenre and i just to be honest with the i am legend i I know a lot of people really love that movie, but for me, I just didn't feel like a whole lot really grabbed me. And as bad and silly as Waterworld is, there's always something dumb happening. Like people are always <laughs> around. There's, there's, the 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 set is is crazy. You know, like people are wearing crazy things. It's post apocalyptic, obviously. And like the idea that something happens that literally there's no more land left that might be further down the road, but that is not entirely out of the question, right? Um, especially if you take into account all these other kind of natural disaster movies that we talked about Waterworld is after those disa- those disasters so it's not it's not out of the realm i think it's definitely higher in my book as a rating of probability than i am legend and even as silly and weird and crazy and out there as that movie is for me it's a, one of those weirdly things that anytime i come across it i end up watching it i really <laughs> do i really it's one of those like guilty pleasures like i know that it's not good but i still just weirdly love it so for me First big, big upset in my bracket nice. right here. I'm taking Waterworld. Nice. All right, Thomas. So it's one to one. You are the deciding vote in the five versus the 28 seed. I am Legend versus Waterworld. Where are you casting your deciding vote here? So um, I agree with what both of you said. Um, <laughs> and it's really, so it, it is, it's, an, it's a really interesting matchup um, because the, the, the whole premise of Waterworld is that the ice caps melted and it covered everything in water, right? We know that that is not only a possibility, it's a probability at this yeah. point in our world that that's going to happen. Right. Um, so definitely there, it is, uh, it is a weird movie. Man. <laughs> it is weird. It is like these, you know, it's like they're, they're pirates, but not really pirates. They're, they're post-apocalyptic, but they don't really know what's going on. You know, it wouldn't surprise me if this is one of those movies where they see like water bottles or, or watches from like current day that are just like sitting around. Right. Um, it, it, it's and Kevin Costner is just he's he just is what he is, man. He just he just goes for it and everything. Um, so I really like it. Um, but I think my vote ultimately slides to I Am Legend, and it really it, it comes down to unfortunately two things uh, that I'm, I'm slightly embarrassed to admit. The emotional resonance of of the scene with Sam is something that is like it's just so hard for me to like as an animal lover, like it's just, it's really a difficult thing. Uh, but it's like, it's real, right? Like you would have to do what you have to do in that situation. And then the other piece is because the only reason I have a treadmill in my house is because of how Will Smith looks in that movie, man. I gotta tell you, like I, that's, I'm like, Oh, that, that's the goal right there. So I think just barely, um, 
man, if this was a pure stupid fun uh, bracket, Waterworld might be, might be in the final <laughs> four, but uh, I have to go. I am legend here. Solid. All right. So there's our, our first disagreement, but I am legend moves on with a two to one victory. Uh, so the next matchup is the 12 versus 21. We have Wally, which is a classic Disney movie versus Idiocracy. Again, I for some reason I haven't seen Idiocracy, and when I told Ellen that, she was like shocked. She was that like, "Surprises me, yeah, yeah." She was like, "I cannot believe you haven't seen that movie. It's hilarious. It's really good." So it's on our list. For some reason, we didn't watch it before we recorded. Uh, I've put Wally down just because I've seen it, and it's a you know classic Disney. But it wouldn't surprise me if Idiocracy moves on, just because uh, I know that Dugan isn't an animated guy, really. I don't think, and it seems like uh, Idiocracy is really good. I just put it at twenty one because I hadn't seen it, so. Uh, Thomas, where, where are you falling in this one? Yeah, two polar opposite movies here, uh, even though they both take place roughly 500 years in the future. Um, and, so, and both full of trash. Like, like this is a really good matchup. Like, these are, it's just the world is full of trash. Uh, and, and, you know, robots are just kind of there. And yeah, so it, it's a very interesting uh, matchup that you have here. I'm going to go Idiocracy um, only because... I, part of it is that I do think it's, it's uh, even though I think Wally is like, Oh, you're like, yeah, that could happen. Like we could just be like, now nah, we're done with earth. It's a trash heap and we're just going to go not do anything. I do think that's, that could happen. Uh, but I think it's far more likely that, but let dumbasses take over the world. Um, and then, and then you just have more, uh, idiots. Um, and so, uh, but it was just like president Camacho, which is Terry Crews, uh, just, just good fun in that movie. Um, and, and Dak Shepard plays the dumbest character in the history of cinema. So, uh, it, yeah, it's, it, it's good stuff. Um, I'll, I'll take idiocracy over Wally. Yeah. I need to see idiocracy. It's definitely added to our, to our movie list. Um, and Wall, I think Wally is the only, you know, looking at our list, the only animated movie that we have here, but, uh, all right, Dugan. So it's one, one wall, one for Wally, one for idiocracy. Where is your decisive vote falling? Yeah, I think Idiocracy is, I'm kind of in the same boat, Foshi. I've only seen a, a very small chunk of it, and every time I say that, it's one of those movies where everyone's like, what? Dude, come on. But, uh, you know, I've probably seen out of all 32 of these movies that we're talking about, I've probably not seen only, I don't know, I, I think there was maybe six, five of them that I haven't seen. Weirdly enough, I have seen parts of Idiocracy, but I would say technically it would fall more into the category of I haven't seen it. So this is a weird match because I haven't seen either one of these two. But out of the small chunk of idiocracy that I have seen, I picked it purely because, to me, I think that that would be slight, just more probable than the Wally uh, storyline. And I and I know that's not like a great uh, waiting to to go off of there. But unfortunately, this matchup for me caused some issues because I was like, oh man, this is. I think this is the only matchup where I hadn't seen technically both movies. So idiocracy for me is what I picked. Nice. So yeah, I think. In, in our, our, our bracket, uh, that would be considered an upset, but I don't think it's considered an upset by a lot of people that are probably going to be listening. Uh, we are just halfway through the first round, so uh, I, we got, I think we might have to pick it up or my phone's going to cut out on me here. So uh, next matchup is the number two seed, Mad Max, versus the number 31 seed, Cabin Fever. Uh, I saw Cabin Fever in high school. I think I spent the night like at somebody's house and we all watched it and it was like, the only thing I remember from that movie is when the girl's shaving her legs and like shaves her skin off and just keeps shaving. And I was like, okay, this mm-hmm. is disgusting. Like, I don't want to watch this anymore. Uh, but I mean, Mad Max is it's Mad Max. It's a classic. I love all the Mad Maxes. Like even the, you know, the old ones with Mel Gibson, they're super like you watch them now and it's like, man, these are like super corny and just weird and everything. But 
I also bund- uh, bundled in the new one with Charlize and uh, Tom Hardy. And that movie is like just one of the best movies I think that's come out in the in recent in recent history. I think it's just incredible how good that movie is. Uh, so in this one, Mad Max takes it for me in, in a pretty big landslide. Uh, Dugan, where, where are you falling on Mad Max versus Cabin Fever? Yeah, I'll be quick about this too because it, Mad Max falls kind of in it, as a whole series. It's unbelievable, but especially like you said, the the latest one uh, movie. I just think it's kind of like in the Terminator slash uh, Matrix. Yeah realm for me it's just it's really tough to beat i mean you got to have something really great to beat that so that moves on but i will say cabin fever will always hold a special place in my heart it was um i think one of the weird cult horror movies like and it started a a a very very awesome uh career i think for eli roth who was the director and he's done some awesome stuff so cabin fever is one of those also rewatchable things for me all the time they've made more cabin fever things and spinoffs and it started a lot of stuff but ultimately Mad Max is Mad Max, man. Yeah, I agree. I actually have not seen the most recent Mad Max. I've not seen Fury Road. I want to. I need to. Uh, I know that I need to. Uh, everything I see about it looks great, but I love the original trilogy uh, as well, um, especially The Road Warrior. That that was one of my favorite movies growing up. Um, yeah, Cabin Fever, the only reason I saw it when I was younger is because Ryder Strong is in it, and I loved Boy Meets World. <laughs> so I was like, I gotta watch this. Uh, that may be not have been the right reason to watch it, but um, I, en- I enjoyed the movie. Um, I actually enjoyed the remake as well, but um, Mad Max gets it. Yeah, I agree. I think it's, it's a pretty easy uh, clean sweep for Mad Max. So our next matchup is the number 15 seed, Day After Tomorrow, versus the number 18 seed, Escape from New York. I mean... We watched Escape from New York a couple days ago because I haven't seen it. And I mean, I love that movie and Ellen hadn't seen it, but I just haven't seen it maybe in like a couple years. And my God, it's so good. Uh, One of my all time (laughs) favorite like characters, just flat out characters, Snake Plissken played by uh, Kurt Russell. Just such a great character. I I was telling Ellen, I was like, I am shocked they haven't like remade these movies because it seems like they would just remake these like every five years and they'd be awesome still. Uh, we couldn't decide if Escape from New York is, is like an actual like pandemic movie. I'm not sure if it is. Uh, so if if we say it is, I voted for Escape from New York, but I definitely could vote for Day After Tomorrow too because it's a it's a classic. It's a you know it's a, it's just a great movie. Uh, so I'll let you guys ultimately decide this one. Thomas, where where are you falling on this matchup? Yeah, for me. Um Day After Tomorrow was one of those movies. Like my wife loves Day After Tomorrow. It is like her comfort movie. Like um, it's like her her guilty pleasures. Day After Tomorrow and anything Polly Shore does. Um, so it's it, those are what I usually am dealing with uh, in my house. So um, I, I like Day After Tomorrow. Um, I also rewatched Escape from New York this week and was like, I love this movie. It is it is quintessentially eighties. Everything about it is 80s. It's set in 1997, which is the <laughs> most ridiculous part of all of it, right? Because you think about like the other types of movies that we have on here, things that are set in 2199 and 2500 and all this. And this one's set in 1997. And to me, the post-apocalyptic piece was the whole idea of the movie was, hey, we're at the end of this war and we need to contain basically criminals, right? So it, to me, it fit the post-apocalyptic piece less on the pandemic side, but, but more on the post-apocalyptic piece. I think for me, um, you know, it, it is Escape After New York. Like, it is a guilty pleasure. That is my guilty pleasure. After I watched it, I was like, I'm going to watch this again next week. Like, I just <laughs> loved it. I completely forgot how much I enjoyed it. Uh, probably need to watch uh, Escape from LA again uh, to see if that one holds up too. 
Yeah, absolutely. That's what we were saying. We we're like, man, this is like, you know, they made, I think they made it like an 81. So it's like, they just cast out like less than 20 years and then made a movie. <laughs> and it's like, it's so funny to watch. Like you said, it's so eighties. It's the special effects are terrible. There's one part where they, Oh my God. Uh, when like the plane like, falls off, it's like the worst <laughs> thing I've ever seen in my life. And I was like, this is great. Clearly using mannequins in most of it when they kill people. <laughs> but all right, dude, uh, where are you falling on this one? Uh, yeah, I agree with both of you guys. I think, you know, we all can agree um, that Escape is, is, a, is a classic, but guilt, or Guilty Pleasure-wise, uh, Day After Tomorrow is, is mine too. I, we talked about it earlier about uh, 2012 and just it, not, it just being a, a poor man's version of Day After Tomorrow. And Day After Tomorrow is also one of those, another one that I've probably seen 10,000 times just because every time I come across it, it's like, yeah, I'll watch it. And as I know it's going to happen and I still just, I think it's just good enough to it always locks me and I'm just I, I never get tired of it. On top of that, uh, it's got a, a great ca- like I love Jake Gyllenhaal, right? And then we you know from our actor uh, previous actor episodes like the, the dude Dennis Quaid's in there. I like, come on, you know mm-hmm. I'm in, I'm in for that right off the bat. Probability wise, it, it's up there, right? Too. It's just it, it is kind of interesting on how quick everything happens. Um, but that, I mean I'm not a weather person. I don't really know how, how the the speed of these things. But overall, the overall idea of it, high probability factor. So. Day after tomorrow for me, no brainer for me. Okay, so I, another disagreement, but I think Escape from New York has two, and Day After Tomorrow has one. So Escape from New York moves on into the next round. Uh, next matchup is the seven seed Quiet Place versus the twenty six seed Geostorm. Uh, I, I Quiet Place. I think. I mean, is that? I was looking at our list. I guess after uh, we have Bird Box on here too, but I think that. Quiet Place might be the latest pandemic movie that we have on here. And that movie, I mean, I absolutely loved it. I was really upset. Like, I wanted to go see it in theaters, and then I missed it in theaters. Uh, I was really upset that I didn't see it. I'm bummed that the second one got pushed back, but I will definitely be seeing Quiet Place 2 in theaters. It just seems like a really cool experience. Uh, I haven't seen Geostorm. I've actually never heard of Geostorm until Thomas put it on the list. So, uh, Quiet Place is... It's a seven seed, but I think it's a sneaky, sneaky seven seed for me. So I voted Quiet Place on. What are you guys thinking? Thomas, what do you think? Uh, yeah, this one was actually surprisingly hard for me. Um, Geostorm was one of those ones that like, m- my wife loves disaster movies, as I kind of mentioned with Day After Tomorrow. So it was like, she found it and was like, Maybe we should watch this. We should, we should try this. And it, Gerard Butler, Ed Harris, mm. like it's got a good cast. It's got good stuff going on. Um, and really, the it, it's, um, it's another one of those. It's very similar to Snowpiercer in that they create essentially this satellite system that controls the weather because they had this catastrophic weather event. They wanted to make sure that it didn't happen again, but then someone gets their hands on it and it you know, kind of creates chaos. Right. Um, so I really enjoyed it. Um, I had never seen a quiet place until probably about a month ago and it was on, uh, like Netflix or HBO or something like that. And I said, I really, really finally want to sit down and watch this. And I was blown away by how good it was. Um, so I think the quiet place wins for me. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's very good. Like you said, a sneaky seven seed could have, could have probably been higher. Nice. All right. Uh, Dugan, what do you think? We quiet place versus Geostorm. A combination of both what you said. Foshi, I'm with you. I have not seen Geostorm either, but agreed also with Thomas that, uh, I mean, both of you, I guess, it's very sneaky seven seed, but the probability factor for me is very low, but the overall just quality. And I mean, one of the best movies, especially if you want to put it into the horror genre that I've kind of seen in a long time, my movie experience was a little bit ruined because it's so quiet that the other people in theater kind of ruined it for me. So um, the, the initial experience wasn't 100%, but even through that, 
I just thought it was so great that it 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 it, it surpasses all the other kind of uh, rules or, or or bullet points that I've had up to this point. So definitely quiet place. Yeah, I I agree with that. So quiet place moves on three zero there. Um, next matchup is a num- the number 10 seed Book of Eli versus the number 23 seed The Happening uh, I'll keep it kind of short I've actually never seen The Happening because it oh. was spoiled for me uh, a lot of people told me the <laughs> ending after they'd seen it so I did not see The Happening uh, I've seen Book of Eli I own Book of Eli on DVD I watched it I, we watched it in college or something I was like I have to go buy this movie like I thought it was incredible Denzel is awesome uh, Mila Kunis is, is solid but it's just a really cool movie, and then the ending—it was like, it just completely flips things on its head. What we, what you think is kind of happening, uh, from what I remember, I haven't seen it since college. I think uh, I don't I think I bought the DVD, and it still actually might be in the wrapping. I don't think I've actually opened it, so that might be one that while, while we're uh, while we're quarantined in, I'm going to be watching Book of Eli again. But Book of Eli takes my vote here. Uh, Dugan, where where are you falling on Book of Eli versus the Happening? Okay, here's my other hot take. Here's the big mm. the big upset. Uh, I went with the happening. This, this, I, and I know a lot of people are like, what are you talking about? Hear me out. This is in the same ballpark for me as Waterworld, okay? I know that it's it, it's out there. I know that it's kind of crazy, but I will never forget all the way the first time watching it, and still to this day, if you just forget about the ending, the very, very end, it's still interesting to me. Like, the idea, like, they don't know what, I, I like the idea that it kind of takes pieces of all these other movies that we've talked about and it adds to these that, that nobody really knows what's going on. It also connects with me right now is that like we know about this virus, but we also a lot of areas that we don't really know what's going on. So like, should we go outside? Should we not? Should we go out in these open fields? Should we not? Should we stay in the cities? Should we go out to the country? Like these are all things that in the happening, people are like, I, I don't know what's going on. And everyone has really dogged the ending all the way throughout the history of this movie. <laughs> Honestly, if you like sit down and really talk about it for a little bit, it's not too, too, too crazy about like what we're kind of dealing with right now. I know for me personally, you said in the beginning of this podcast, I haven't really left the house. I haven't left the house because I don't really know. Like, I know I can't interact with people, but can I also not interact with animals? Can I also not like, should I not be around just plant life? I, I don't know. Um, and so I think all the things that it leads up to that point, I really just enjoy. I watch the movie every single time. I know that the ending is going to be dumb, kind of. I don't really like it. Um, and I'm also not a huge M. Night Shyamalan person, but I end up watching all his movies. So for me, it is a, uh, a huge upset, but I just, it, The Happening has a weird place in my heart, man. And so Happening for me. Nice. Yeah, that's what, uh, I, I just, I think I need to rewatch it or just, just watch it actually in general because I've never seen it and just kind of take it and see what happens because I've heard, you know, I, I've heard the ending. I've heard the ending ruin it for a lot of people, but I, I need to check it out. Well, the weird thing too is I think that if you, if you read a lot of blogs, now I could be wrong about this, but a lot of like, worst movie talks conversations it's probably on a lot of those lists i I think a lot of people did not really like this movie uh thomas where do you fall on this matchup um i'm surprised to hear myself agreeing with everything that dukes has said um (laughs) i think that uh to go back to the matrix uh conversation the whole point of the happening is that humans are the virus, right? Like humans are a plague that needs to be wiped out. And I think that the the commentary on that is, is, is interesting. I didn't hate the ending as much as everybody else seems to. Um, but I get why. And I also like, I think Shyamalan can't get out of his own way sometimes. And this was yeah. right in the middle of his slide. Right. Um, so it was, a, it was a tough time anyway. Like he was getting a lot of critical uh, feedback. I liked book of Eli a lot. Gary Oldman, always a great villain, always a great uh, everything. Um, he's wonderful. But I, I think to me, like 
similar, like, like the happening is slightly holding up more even right now because it is such an unknown for what's happening. Um, there's also some weird, like correlation to bird box, which we'll talk about later the, yes. with the happening. So yes. uh, yeah, it's, it's very interesting. Nice. That's, so, happening is mine. that's yeah, a big, right. I, I don't think we would have picked that man. I like that. I, I, that's a, that's a big one. Yeah. Big upset 23 over 10. So the happening moves on to the next round. Uh, moving moving forward here, we have the three seed Zombieland versus the number thirty seed The Postman. Uh, never seen The Postman, never heard of The Postman until I saw the list. So another one that I that I unfortunately missed out on. But Zombieland moves on for me. Uh, it's just hilarious. The cast is great. Again, it, it's a zombie movie, so the probability of it happening or is not high. But it is. I mean, probably on this list, maybe the most rewatchable and just flat out entertaining movie. Like you don't you can just sit down and just watch it. Uh, so Zombieland moves on for me. Uh, Dugan, where are you falling here? I agree completely. I'm hoping Thomas can kind of give me a little bit of background on The Postman because I also haven't seen that. Uh, I also said before this that I'm not a big zombie person. That's true. But this is a fun... I mean, they had completely fun with this. And I actually think, yeah. unlike Shaun of the Dead, I think this was actually done really well. So f- for me, um, it, it's Zombieland. Yeah, Zombieland is... Uh, I, I don't think they're comparable movies necessarily because of what, they're, what they are, but it is, it's the better version of Shaun of the Dead, right? Like, that, that is, like, the premise of it, the comedy, like, everything is better. Um, and I think, in terms of feasibility, maybe the zombie piece itself, but the idea that a disease from an animal could turn into a, a disease from a human and it impact them in a similar way, I think is fairly feasible. The Postman is, like, I believe... It's been a long time since I've seen it. I think I saw it in, like, 97, and it came out in, like, 95. But basically, the idea is that it's a post-apocalyptic. Uh, this guy is basically a con man who uh, finds this dead postman's uniform in like, it's like in the early 2000s, but it's like post-apocalyptic from like a war. And he basically becomes a postman and like starts the Pony Express and like does like this this whole thing. And of course, it's Kevin Costner, because why wouldn't it be? Um, and so it, it's, it's a very bizarre movie, um, but it's basically he ends up helping rebuild society. Um, and it, it's a really interesting movie. It's been a long time, like I said, since I've seen it. But uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going zombie land. I kind of nice. dig that storyline, though. I'd be interested to check that out. Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah, we might need to re- to re- to watch that one and then come back and maybe do a postman rewatchables or something here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so our next matchup is the 14 seed Hunger Games versus the 19 seed Dread. Um, I went Hunger Games just based off of I'm not I don't know if I've ever mentioned it on this podcast, but I'm not a Jennifer Lawrence fan at all. Um, but based off of the overall conversation thoughts just Hunger Games was such like a, a, a big thing in society when it came out. And I thought it, the movies were really well done. I read the books, thought those were done. Great series, stories. Uh, po- probability, I, I would say, is, is fairly high. Uh, I actually saw on Twitter a couple days ago a picture where somebody broke the United States up into districts. And I was like, oh my God, like that was a serious thing. And it, like that was one thing going back and rewatching some of these. I was like, man, like this is just crazy and just weird overall. But, yeah. uh, my my vote goes to Hunger Games. Uh, Thomas, where where are you falling in this matchup? Uh, my my vote also goes to Hunger Games. I don't think I've actually seen this version of Dread. I saw Judge Dread, um, yeah. the '90s movie with Sylvester Stallone, um, but I don't believe I've seen this one. If I had it, it clearly didn't leave a mark for me. Uh, but I do think that the Hunger Games uh, again that that feasibility piece. I think absolutely. Um, you know, people and then this idea of like you know, the, the class piece. And again, I think it's one of those that like. 
I think it does the class piece like really well and probably even better than a couple of the other uh, movies on our list, even though um, I do think like the movies um, are like the series itself is, is hit and miss. Like I think there are good movies in it and bad movies in it. Um, but I think that overall, um, you know, to me, it, it would move on. Yeah. I can't agree more with Thomas. I think as a package, it, it is just, it's a very powerful. And I think I agree with both you guys that the, the probability factor is, is, is not it's not out of the realm. Uh, on top of that, I didn't really care for the new Dread. I like the original um, Judge Judge Dread more actually. So that is a piece of it. But I will say this: is that when I first started dating my current girlfriend here, we she was so deep involved in love and still is with the Hunger Games. And at first, I kind of eye rolled it all, you know, whatever, whatever. But the more I sat down and actually watched and multiple times and all that, it really for me has almost not only made it to the top of, of like list, but is almost like a legendary series now um, for me personally. And so that combined with everything that you guys have both said, I think, um, yeah, I think it's, it, for me, it's a no brainer that it's hunger games. Nice. So hunger games moves on uh, with a three Oh victory and moving into our last two matchups of the first round here, we have the number six seed planet of the apes versus the number 27 seed mortal engines. I've not seen Mortal Engines. I know it's like a pretty popular... It was a pretty popular book series and pretty popular uh, movie films going on. I think they're ongoing right now. I think a lot, somebody told me... I can't remember who it was. They told me to actually watch these. They're pretty good. But taking in all of the Planet of the Apes movies, you know, the last couple, they're not really that great. But even the old ones, I mean, they're super entertaining and just and just uh, really f- like funny now to look back and watch. But just the overall vibe and overall, you know, everybody... I, I don't know if I ever met somebody that was like, oh, yeah, I hate Planet of the Apes. But... Uh, I think Planet of the Apes moves on for me here as a sixth seed. Uh, Thomas, where are you falling here? Um, so this is probably going to make me unpopular. Uh, probably one of my most unpopular uh, pieces here. But the uh, Planet of the Apes movie that's its own standalone, the one with Mark Wahlberg, is my favorite one <laughs> of the entire series. Uh, I don't have a reason as to why, um, but I love Michael Clark Duncan, as uh, mm. we know from the previous podcast, and he is, uh, he's in that prominently. Um, so it's, it's, it's a really interesting because I don't think that the first movies and the remake and then the newest ones like really go together that well at all. Um, the newer movies are really good, um, and the older movies are good like Camp be fun and like it, they're really interesting and you know they've got for for their time a great cast um i think it's probably planned of the apes i really enjoyed mortal engines um it's another hugo weaving is the villain uh, movie so uh, always a good time when that's happening um but i think it was uh, in terms of like the feasibility like the idea is that they're on these like roving cities these like these you know these vehicles that are cities um after this big war um the feasibility to me less so the feasibility of the most recent Planet of the Apes series, again, very high with the idea of, hey, we're trying to test a drug on someone, and then, hey, now we've released Simeon Flu. So uh, I think Planet of the Apes uh, wins out for me. Yeah, I agree. I I, I think I picked Planet of the So Planet of the Apes I'm just not a huge fan of, but I haven't seen Mortal Engines yet, and I'm, just everything that I researched coming up to this, it really, I do want to dive into it. It does seem like right in my kind of wheelhouse. I think I would really enjoy it. But uh, I agree with what he's, what Thomas said is that the newer ones, the uh, James Franco Planet of the Apes, I'm taking those. The the Mark Wahlberg before I I've probably seen that movie 20 times. That's another one that I just I don't know why I've seen it so many times. But yeah, I, I agree with Thomas. So for me, Planet of the Apes, I, I think Thomas hit it nail on the head with that with his breakdown. Nice. So another uh, 
3-0 victory for Planet of the Apes. And closing out our first round here, we have our last matchup, the 11 seed World War Z versus the 22 seed Bird Box. Uh, we actually just watched Bird Box last night. Uh, Ellen read the book. She ordered it on Amazon and then literally like read it in a week and loved the book. So she was like, oh, let's watch the movie. Um, and she was like, you know, I think she said the movie was okay, not really based off the book at all. Um, but I remember seeing World War Z in theaters and absolutely loving it. Uh, the man Brad Pitt is in it. I have it on DVD again. Need to rewatch it here shortly. Uh, another zombie movie, so not super high on the probability scale, but I just remember being in theaters and uh, super suspenseful and just, I thought it was a, a overall well mo- a, a well-done movie. So my vote goes to World War Z, but uh, I, I could see some Bird Box love here. What do, what do you think, Thomas? Where are you going? Yeah, I think um, uh, my vote is for Bird Box. Nice. Um, I um, have seen World War Z, but uh, it was one that I, I just, I don't remember it very well. I saw it the one time, um, like probably right when it came out um, onto like a DVD or, or Blu-ray. Um, so I don't remember it very well, but um, I did watch Bird Box more recently. So there is probably some recency bias. Um, I think that both of them are probably fairly improbable on that scale. Um, but at least the way that I remember world war Z's zombie outbreak happening, but, um, but to me like bird box was, um, it was the, to me, it was the right kind of horror. Like I, we talked a little bit last night, um, Kyle, and it was like, neither of us certainly are, are the horror aficionado that, uh, do exist. But, um, but I think to me, like it was, it's the type that I enjoy and it reminded me of a quiet place, not as well done. Um, and obviously with a different sense, but, um, but I think it was, um, like to me, that's, that's what we take it. Yeah. Just to, to piggyback off that before we get to, before we get to Dugan's final vote, uh, I when we watched Bird Box last night. I had a headache going into it, and I had a much worse headache coming out of it because my jaw was clenched. I was super nervous and just very suspenseful movie. So I, I, I know a lot of people when it first came out, a lot of people like shit all over it and didn't really like it. Maybe they probably read the book, and it's like Alan said, it's not really doesn't. There's a lot of stuff that happens in the book that doesn't really happen in the movie that way. Um, but I, th- I, know, I thought it was a good movie, definitely worth the watch in my opinion. All right, uh, so it is one to one, Dugan, one World War Z, one Bird Box. I got a feeling I know where your, where your, where your final vote is going, but let, let us know where you're going. What's moving on? Yeah, I thought this was a very interesting matchup. Now, I, I'm going Bird Box, by the way. Uh, mm. and, and here's why. Because I like we're going to hit it again. Uh, World War Z is a zombie movie, but I would say that out of all the zombie movies, I actually think for me it's at, at the top of the list uh, for zombie movies. I really do enjoy, still to this day, World War Z. I've seen it. That's another movie that they weirdly I've caught on TV like 10,000 times. I love Brad Pitt. You know that, Foshi. Uh, and I think it's more probable than Bird Box just because Bird Box is really a supernatural kind of aspect to it. But with that being said, there are parts. If you come down, if you if you take the probability away, right? And I don't think, I think it's like a, sl- I don't know. It's, it's one or the other. It's not like a huge advantage to World War Z. But if you actually go on to the movie and the actual storyline, World War Z is just so frustrating to me. I mean, the, just the one part that I always go to my mind goes is that there's one part. I don't know how much you guys remember, but Brad Pitt basically gets on this plane and thinks that he's on like a commercial plane and he's, they're, they're flying away. They're good. Of course, the plane becomes contaminated. He, in order to get around this, throws a grenade into the back of the plane, blows up the entire second half of the plane. And then, yes, my man, Brad Pitt does survive this plane crash from 30,000 feet. It's amazing, but it's also extremely frustrating. With that being said, I loved Bird Box. I thought I, I'm with Thomas. Uh, I, I actually think that is right in my alley as far as the the genre, the subgenre of horror. I think it does. He 
take a very big chunk of a quiet place. I also think it takes a lot of aspects of the happening of just like the not quite knowing. And you're, you're just kind of, you're not confused, but you're just, you, you put a good Foshi of having that jaw clench, just kind of waiting to see what it is. And, you know, listen, if, if there's anybody where you kind of need those movies where you're just not sure what's going on, you really need a strong, like a role and an mm. actor. And yep. of course, Sandra's just gonna, she delivers a, a, a different side that I, I remember of just like, damn, she, she's tough. She's really tough. Also, the, the whole another added aspect of this is you, we can't ignore that when this did come out, the, the cultural impact it had. I mean, it really took over the internet. It really took over everything. And I remember the first time of me saying, wow, Sandra Bullock's doing a Netflix movie? Okay. I think it didn't start this trend of, of big, big actors doing Netflix, but it definitely played a part, I think, in the early on. So I, yeah. I really enjoyed Bird, Back, Bird Box, and it's one that I haven't seen in a long time. But out of this whole list, when I saw it on there, and especially with the low seating that it had, I was like, wow, I definitely plan to rewatch that one. Yeah, and I, I think, I think again, I gave it a low ranking just because I hadn't seen it until I made this, but uh, yeah, really solid movie. Um, I definitely, yeah, I think it was, I liked how you, uh, I don't, I don't want to give too much away. So uh, I definitely, if you haven't seen Bird Box, check it out. I, th I think it's worth watching on Netflix. You know, like you said, our, our girl Sandra never mails it in. She's always given solid performances out there. So, yeah. Uh, moving on to the round two matchups here, we have the number one seed, the Matrix, versus the number seventeen seed. This is the end. Uh, I'm not sure how much time we have to spend on this one. Uh, my vote is easily for the Matrix, and I'm assuming it's going to be a clean sweep. But let's just get the answers, just just for the people. Thomas, are you going Matrix? Uh, easily the Matrix. Yeah, it's a no doubt, no brainer. Okay. So Matrix moves on 3-0. This is the end. You know, had, had a solid run, a 17 seed, but when you come up against a juggernaut like the Matrix, it's going to take something special. Yep. Uh, the next matchup is the 8 seed, 28 days later, versus the 24 seed Outbreak. Two, if I'm remembering correctly, two pretty similar movies. Um, and I think my vote, it's probably just recency bias, but my vote is going with the 24 seed of Outbreak. Uh Dukes, where, where are you falling on this one? I wish I knew more about Outbreak because I feel like from what I from what I do know about it that I just feel like this would be a good matchup. But since I, I'm out on on the Outbreak, uh, for me it was it was 28 days later was the matchup, right? Is that what you said? Correct. Okay, yep. yeah, because that's who I have going. So for me, it's 28 days later. All right, so we have a, a one one here, one a 28 days later versus Outbreak. Thomas with the ultimate vote. Which way are we going? Are we seeing a Cinderella story move on, or are they is, are their hearts about to break? Where are we going? You know, to to the point that they are fairly similar. I mean, both having kind of a virus that spreads. Twenty eight days later, obviously, being more zombie esque, but um, but but certainly like uh, you know a crazy virus that spreads extremely quickly. Um, I loved both of these movies. Um, I think just because of you know actually, I mean, we're talking about an underdog and outbreak being uh, seated that way. Uh, but I think 28 Days Later as the movie is probably the underdog because we talked about the casting piece and the mm -hmm. casting is so crazy in Outbreak. Um, and it really is very understated in 28 Days Later. Um, so I think they really they really battle each other well. Ultimately, I give the slight edge. I think that I you know I slightly enjoyed 28 Days Later more. So 28 Days Later is going to get the edge for me. Nice. So 28 Days Later moves on to round three. And moving on down here to our next matchup. We have the number four seed Terminator versus the number 13 seed Contagion. Again, it's kind of like Matrix. I just don't know if there's much that's going to take down Terminator. Contagion, from what I remember, great movie. Uh, great, I mean, relevancy to what's happening today. 
in this quarantine that uh, pandemic the world is going through. But my vote is for Terminator. It, it wouldn't surprise me, though, if we get maybe a vote or some love for Contagion. Thomas, where, where are you falling on this one? Uh, th- this is really hard for me. We talked about uh, all the love for Terminator in the very beginning, but uh, and obviously the recency bias from Contagion and what we're going through. I'm going to give the edge to Contagion knowing it's mm. not going to win. Um, but <laughs> um, but in thinking of like a true pandemic and what we're what we're seeing right now, that's the one that that fits. Even though Terminator obviously is post apocalyptic, and uh, I absolutely can see us uh, going into an age where we uh, do too much, and 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 uh, especially with AI and 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 create our own downfall. Um, but I think, uh, contagion for me just, uh, barely gets the edge just because of, of kind of what we're experiencing now. Fair, 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 very fair points. Uh, so it's one, one, uh, Dugan, are you about, are you going to surprise the people or are you going to stick with, with the regular, what they know? Are you going with Terminator? Or are you going with contagion? Yeah, I'm going with Terminator just because I, I just, I wish I is another one. I wish I knew more about contagion. I think Thomas has a really solid point. And I think that if I did know more about it, it with the present day that we're dealing with right now, I think it definitely weighs in more, but to to be completely transparent with you guys, this is a full love of Arnold bias <laughs> opinion pick. It's it's just the whole thing it. for me. It's I get it. All right. So the, the number four seed Terminator moving on to uh, round three. The next matchup we have, I could get interesting here. The number five seed, I am legend versus the number 21 seed idiocracy. Uh, I, I can't really cast a fair vote here because I haven't seen idiocracy, but like I said, I love I Am Legend. Uh, I've seen it. I mean, it's on TV all the time. I have it on DVD. It's just one of those movies. Like I know it's not great. Uh, it's not well done or anything. But uh, and again, probability probably low for and some sort of virus or something that turns humans into zombies. Uh, my vote is for I Am Legend. But I have a feeling that Idiocracy could be moving on here. Dugan, where are you falling here? Well, interestingly enough, on my personal bracket. Uh, I actually had Waterway, or I'm sorry, Waterway, Water World, uh, making it to the Elite Eight here because I just have a weird love for Water World. So, with that being said, and only seeing small bits and pieces of Idiocracy here, I do love Will. I do love I Am Legend. So for me, that that's the pick. Uh, even though I, I don't know, I'd be interested. Do you guys think that that is the realistic factor is more on I Am Legend than the Idiocracy? I'm not quite sure, but for me, movie wise, I'm picking I Am Legend and Will. I don't remember exactly again what I, I believe it's a virus of some sort that they manufacture. It's like measles or something that they manufacture in I Am Legend. Uh, so I do think that, again, the, the realistic piece is probably pretty high on there. Uh, but again, I also think Idiocracy, uh, we've seen we have a bunch of dumb people uh, doing a bunch of dumb things in a bunch of prominent positions now. So it would not shock me uh, to, to see that happen as well. Um, but I think I Am Legend is more of the complete movie for me. Um, and, and similar to what we were talking about with... Um, uh, you know, a couple of these movies um, in terms of like the silence piece. Um, one of the things I really enjoyed about a lot of these movies, um, at least in the first round, was like, there's not a lot of talking in some of these movies. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of just like, you're just feeling and you're just experiencing with the characters. And that's a- a- absolutely one thing with uh, with I Am Legend, other than Will Smith talking to himself, which is always uh, <laughs> always fun, or talking with what is what's his name, Fred in the <laughs> store. Uh, yeah, so... Yeah, yeah, I love I'm Legend for for those reasons. You know, I think Will is. I think he's. You know, he does a lot with a little in that movie. And some of the scenes, you know, where he's in New York and they, you know, there's cars and just this, uh, the environment is taking over. It's really cool to see. So, uh, I am Legend. Moving on, that's that's a solid matchup we have coming up in the next round, the four versus the five here. Um, next up is the number two seed Mad Max versus the number eighteen seed Escape from New York. 
God, I love Escape from New York, but I I just can't I can't do it. I can't do my my podcast listeners out there uh, the wrong way and vote against Mad Max. So for me, Snake Plissken's run comes to an end. He had a hell of a journey, but I'm voting Mad Max. Uh, Dukes, where are you falling here? Yeah, I think that uh, I'm with you. I think that when you seeded this, you have Mad Max as a number two. I think it's appropriate. I think it's spot on, especially with the new Mad Max, uh, the newest, I guess, version of it. And for me, it really does fit. Our one seed's Matrix, our two is Mad Max. I think as as a group, if you group all those in the series together, I think it's the, just iconic status. I think they're the same part. One, two is appropriate. Mad Max for me. Nice. Thomas, you feeling the same way? I am uh, good fun for Escape from New York, as we talked about, but um, I, I think that uh, Mad Max, and, and I mentioned very briefly, especially The Road Warrior, um, which is one of my favorite movies growing up. Um, again, one where maybe there's like 20 words said um, in the entire movie, but um, that is, yeah, absolutely Mad Max for me. All right, so another a 3-0 there. Uh, the next is the 7 seed, Quiet Place versus the 23 seed, The Happening. Uh, for me, like I said, I haven't seen the happening. I know I, I feel like I've seen it because I know kind of everybody always talks about it and lets me know what's happening. But the my love for the quiet place is that seven seed, very sneaky. Like I said before, uh, I just I love the movie. It was one of the coolest, like just most interesting things that I'd seen because in all these movies we were talking about just a minute ago, there's hardly any talking. But this movie, there's legitimately I don't know if there's five words, twenty words maybe said. Uh, I, I I vote quiet. I vote quiet place as a seven seed, moving on fairly easily. Uh, Thomas, where are you going here? I think it's closer than people would think, but A Quiet Place is uh, what ultimately gets pushed over the edge. Um, I think it is, um, by and large, it is a better movie. And, and certainly, uh, if we're talking endings, the ending is better. So uh, even, if, <laughs> you know, even if it's not as bad as people remember uh, for the happening. All right. So Quiet Place has two votes, but you know, we, we got to get the guys input. What do you, what do you think, dudes? Where, where are you falling here? I actually agree with Thomas. I think that out of my whole bracket, I think that this was my most debated matchup because, mm. yeah, I mean, I really do love the happening. I really do. And especially with everything that I talked about before about it connecting to the things that we're living in right now. With that being said, though, I think the the real, the, the probability and factor of it is so much higher than A Quiet Place. But overall, A Quiet Place is just so much, like Thomas said, and you too, Foshi, is just much more well done and i thoroughly enjoyed the sound design it's Mm. it's much harder i think thomas just hit on it great with the last matchup that he noticed that he said that i'm I'm really glad they pointed out it is it's very hard to make a movie quiet you think you think like oh it's so simple it's not as simple as it sounds and to also make it like connect with not only it being quiet but when you do hear things to make it connect in a a super effective way it's not an easy thing to do so I, i i quiet place for me all around all right, so another another three zero sweep there, and moving forward in the bracket, we have the number three seed Zombieland versus the number fourteen seed Hunger Games. Uh, for me, it's it's fairly straightforward. Uh, I really like Hunger Games. I think they're really cool. The story is really good. It's enjoyable. Uh, pretty high on the on the probability scale, but I'm going Zombieland based purely off entertainment. Uh, I think the movie is it's so entertaining. It's funny. Woody Harrelson. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg is that who's in it? I think, and you know, Bill, my guy Bill Murray makes a cameo. So uh, I'm going Zombieland uh, based on Duke's face. I think he might be going the other way, but I'm interested to hear what do you what do you think? You going Hunger Games? Yeah, I actually was very surprised mm. that you that you went that route. I thought no doubt about it when you said it was kind of a no brainer. I thought you were going Hunger Games. I'm not gonna lie. 
for me, it was a no-brainer. I, as, as fun and as entertaining as Zombieland is, I just, like I said before, the Hunger Games series as a whole, especially the first movie, has really jumped really high up my list over, over the years. I'm not, I cannot lie. So for me, it, it's in a high status, high regard for me. Um, and for me, on my side, it was is Hunger Games as a whole. No-brainer for me. Nice. Interesting. All right. So Thomas has the deciding vote for who moves on to round three. Will it be Hunger Games, uh, the Cinderella story, the 14th seed, or will it be Zombieland? Where, where, where are you falling, Thomas? What do you think? You know, I, I have to say this for the listeners. I do not love Zombieland the way almost everyone else in my life does. <laughs> um, I think that it is fun and it's it's good, but it is not one that I like am going to put on over other movies typically. Um, and so that's just not, it's, and, and it has nothing to do with anything other than I just, it's just not necessarily my full cup of tea, so to speak. Um, I do enjoy it and I'll watch it if it's on, but the hungry games to me, it, it was, was pretty easy. Um, and that was one that I, uh, yeah, I definitely think that, uh, to me, it takes all of the categories over, uh, zombie land, except for like comedy. Nice. So our, a big upset there with the 14 seed moving forward, and our last uh, last vote here in the second round, it is the sixth seed Planet of the Apes versus the 22 seed Bird Box. Uh, I want Planet of the Apes here based solely off of, you know, just, you know, all of the movies you can kind of put together. But I get even if you just look at the, the most recent movies with James Franco and I think Woody Harrelson makes an appearance in some of them. Uh, I, I want Planet of the Apes just based off of that. I think it's they're more, I guess, realistic than Bird Box as, as something versus Supernatural. And I just think they're better made movies and more entertaining. But um, I, I, again, I could see some Bird Box love going here. Uh, Thomas, where are you falling? Planet of the Apes or Bird Box? I am taking Bird Box. Um, I really enjoy, as I just mentioned, the the Planet of the Apes with Mark Wahlberg specifically, uh, <laughs> but uh, which is by far the worst one. I, I got to imagine. Um, but um, I think to me, like part of the issue for me with Planet of the Apes is that there are so many and they're so disjointed from each other that it's not it's it's not full like the Matrix is or um, you know like like the Hunger Games is or, or any of those uh, other series like I think to me it's it's good especially like to me the latter four are good are good um, but it's uh, like Bird Box to me like. I think maybe it is an emotional resonance that I had with it, but I also, you guys both talked about like the jaw clenching and like, I talked about it just being like my type of horror and like that really was key for me. Um, that even though the feasibility falls a little bit with, um, with this, especially as compared to the latter, uh, Planet of the Apes movies, uh, I think Bird Box is, is, um, to me what, what moves on. Nice. All right. So one to one Dukes with the final vote, we could see, a 14 versus 22 seed or a 14 versus six. Where, where's your vote falling, dude? Where are you going? Well, I'd like, I'd, I'd like, this might give away my vote, but I'd just like to say that if Thomas ever starts a movie club of any kind, I would like to be a <laughs> subscriber slash first in. I feel like I was surprising doing this because I feel like I'm almost way more in line with Thomas than I, than I ever thought. And I, I love that. I, I also went bird box because everything that he said, I think he hit it dead on. I would just like to add that, Planet of the Apes, I, I get it, um, but I've always struggled just with a probability standpoint. It's just always the, the idea of it. It's interesting, but it just has never really connected with me fully. And I understand that when you're talking about Bird Box, it's like, okay, well, that's you, it's not even like a, a real thing to connect with. But that's actually what I why I like it is because it, it is kind of a in the air type of thing. It's just like a whatever you want to make it type of situation. It's not straightforward like more straightforward like Planet of the Apes is. And like Thomas said, that is kind of a, a sweet spot for me. So uh, 
bird box just just overall movie quality wise storyline wise it's that's more my style nice all right so that wraps up the elite eight we have we have some you know a one verse eight a four verse five a two verse seven and then down in that last that last spot we have a 14 verse a 22 I, I, yeah. I love it yeah uh all right so moving into the final four here we have the number one seed the matrix versus the number eight seed 28 days later uh, again, I I just think it's going to take something really special to knock off the Matrix. Uh, my vote is Matrix uh, versus 28 Days Later. Uh, Dukes, where are you going? Matrix or 28 Days Later? I think it was a hell of a run for 28 Days Later. I think if you if you put out a bracket, you you wouldn't have that going super far, or at least maybe not as far as this. But yeah, a hell of a run. But <laughs> I mean, dude, it's the Matrix, man. <laughs> that, that, I think that, that's all that needs to be said. Thomas, are you voting Matrix or are you, you have uh, a point for 28 Days Later here? However, run is exactly how I would have described it. Uh, Matrix moves on. All right. So 3-0 sweep for the Matrix. First team into the final four. First movie into the final four. <laughs> uh, the next matchup is a very interesting here. We have a, the number four seed Terminator versus the number five seed I Am Legend. Uh, I, I, you know, it, it pains me to say I love I Am Legend. Like I said, I, I've professed my love for Will Smith multiple times before, but Terminator is just an absolute classic. And I think it would be highway robbery if we did not see the matrix versus the terminator in the final four so i am giving my vote to the number four seed terminator thomas where, where are you falling here no highway robbery this time uh, i voted against terminator in the last round but i will not do it here uh terminator is uh it, to me it it checks off more of the boxes than i am legend does uh similar to you i have a, a real sweet spot for i am legend but uh terminator is uh it's iconic yeah yeah i i, I definitely agree and i and i I know for a fact that Dukes is going Terminator. Just just give us the vote so everybody out there can hear it. Yeah, even though the other side of the bracket with I Am Legend did not pan out from my personal bracket, Terminator side did, of course, and iconic status. And just on top of that, like it is a little bit extreme, but the whole AI conversation is 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 something that you know on the probability wise. That's I'm with that, and it's the Terminator, man. You know, yeah, Terminator. Yeah, absolutely. So that, that is a heavyweight battle in the final four there with the Matrix versus Terminator, which we will get to <laughs> in just a second. Uh, the next matchup, which is, I think this could be this could get interesting here. Uh, we have the number two seed Mad Max versus the number seven seed Quiet Place. Uh, I mean, two. So Mad Max uh, is like like we've talked about before, an absolute iconic franchise, iconic movies. Uh, I love the newest one, one of my like just favorite movies that has come out recently, but. I it might surprise you, but my vote is going to Quiet Place. I love that movie. I thought it was so entertaining, so great. I love, I love Charlize, but I, I'm going Quiet Place with the seven seed with the upset. Uh, Dukes, you have both of you have a very surprised look on your face. Let's let's go to Dugan first. Where are you going, Boshi? I have to say, I am like thoroughly stunned, man. <laughs> I am like really stunned over here. I I, I I wow, not that you that just. Knowing you and how much you love Matt, the newest, just alone Mad Max is, yeah. is that's interesting. Uh, I actually did the opposite. I really love um, A Quiet Place. Like, it's a great movie and all that. But just if, even if Mad Max wasn't, I think Thomas has really been hitting on this whole time, but even the original movies are still really great. And then on top of that, you add the newest Fury Road with Charlize, which just by itself would, would, would own a, a two seed, in my opinion. I just don't know. It's it's got to be something really powerful to 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 beat that. And even as good as Quiet Place is, it's just not that good for me. And the probability factor, it would take things to go really really bad here in Earth. But 
it is a more probable situation than I think a quiet place. So for me, Mad Max moves on. All right. Uh, so we have one for Mad Max, one for Quiet Place. I think I know where Thomas is going, but we will uh, we'll turn to him. He has the ultimate deciding vote. This vote casts the winner into the final four. Where are we going? Are we are we taking Mad Max, the number two seed, or are we giving it to the seven seed Quiet Place, Thomas? We're going Mad Max, but I will say about about a Quiet Place, like not only the the silent piece, which we hit on a, a lot, but the idea that we really don't know what happened is something that I also really enjoy. Um, in like, that's a trope that I really like. Um, we kind of talked about that a little bit too, but, but for Mad Max, like, I just think that it's, it's so, um, it's complex. The world that they built is like, so, uh, it's crazy. Like, like what they did. And, um, even though beyond Thunderdome gets a little, uh, out there sometimes, uh, <laughs> thanks team Turner. Um, it is, uh, I still think like, and I, and again, I haven't even seen Fury Road, but I've heard nothing but good things. I'm so shocked that you did not take it because, <laughs> You you have publicly professed your love for this movie in multiple arenas, so I was very shocked by that. But uh, yeah, for me, it is Mad Max. Just and it's not it's not a it's not a landslide. It's it's, it's a close one for me. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think the mo- the more I think about it, just and you guys, have, I think you guys have swayed me. I think Mad Max, uh, j- just the newest movie alone. I, I think I don't know why I tried to get cute with it and put the seven seed. I should have just. It's like when I'm filling out a bracket. I should have just. I I would have lost a lot of money in that matchup, but. Uh, all right, so the two seed Mad Max. So we have a one, a two, and a four so far. This next matchup, the fourteen versus the twenty-two, a Cinderella story for either who who moves on. We have the fourteen seed Hunger Games versus the twenty-two seed Bird Box. And I honestly, I, you know, I've kind of been shitting on Bird Box the whole way through. I haven't, I haven't voted for it once so far. Uh, but Dugan said something last uh, last matchup when it went up against Planet of the Apes that really stu- stuck with me. That. Uh, it made, like I said, made me clench my jaw throughout the whole movie. I had a worse headache after watching the movie than before watching it. And it's probably not a great endorsement, but uh, super suspenseful. I didn't, and maybe it's because I knew what was going to happen in Hunger Games because I had read the books. I did not read the Bird Box book. Um, and ugh, man, my girl Sandra Bullock in it. I, I think I'm, I'm casting my vote here for Bird Box, the 22 seed. And I let's, let's go to Dugan first here. The 14 seed Hunger Games, you've been hyping up the whole way through. Which way are you voting Hunger Games or Bird Box here? I'm going to continue on the hype. I, I, I as mm. much as I've been repping Bird Box, I'm, I'm going Hunger Games on this. I, I, I just think as a whole, Thomas said something very early on that some of the movies out of the package aren't as great. Definitely some pieces of individual movies are not really amazing. But overall, if you put that all together and you make a one solid movie weekend out of that, I really, it's tough for me. I, I don't hear very many people coming out of that just really disappointed overall. Hunger Games for me, like I said, the probability factor is still higher than Bird Box for me, even though I do love the whole aspect of Bird Box and the thing that they're going for and, and, and accomplish, I think. But overall, I think power, I think it's just, Hunger Games is just a powerhouse to me. So Hunger Games for me. Nice. That's what I was hoping you were going to pick Hunger Games so Thomas would have to cast the ultimate deciding vote in this matchup. So it's one to one. Thomas, are you going Hunger Games or Bird Box to face Mad Max in the Final Four? Where are we going? You know, I've, I, uh, I, I also recognize that that one of these means that we have all an all series Final Four, which Ooh. is really interesting as well, Ooh, right? True. Um, and I That's think true. to to go back on my earlier point around Hunger Games, um, really, what I'm talking about that is like Mockingjay Part One to me is is easily skippable um you have to have it for for the story and there are good pieces of mockingjay part one um but i'm also 
uh, I, I was going to say on the record. I don't know that I actually am on the record, but I'm going to go on the record right now and say that if you have a part one to your final movie, I probably hate it. Right. Um, so Deathly Hallows part one, you can get out of here. It's, it is. It's the Lord of the Rings equivalent for Harry Potter. It's three people walking the entire movie. No, thank you. But um, the I I think just slightly, I, I, I do think like the, the overwhelming power of the rest of the Hunger Games movies does push it over Bird Box for me. I really enjoyed Bird Box, but I don't think that it, it can beat the Hunger Games. And it certainly, and I'll just say it right now, it wasn't going to beat Mad Max. So that's where we're at. <laughs> that's fair. That's so fair. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, like you said, we, we have an all uh, series final four. So we have the number one. Matrix versus number four Terminator, number two Mad Max versus number fourteen Hunger Games. I, I think we're going to start with the bottom bracket, Mad yeah. Max versus Hunger Games, because yeah. I think that's a fairly simple vote. Uh, I, you guys have definitely straightened me out here. Mad Max, just just Fury Road alone, I think takes over Hunger Games. Mad Max gets my vote. Uh, Thomas, where are you going? Same way. Again, third movie of each is probably the worst of each. Um, I think the totality of Mad Max for me is is better than the totality of hunger games but i love i love both and would watch both in a heartbeat in a in a in a weekend i think you i think you'd have a good weekend out of either okay uh dugan you have been riding the hunger games train the whole way through uh are are you sticking with it are you going mad max here we know mad max is in the final but i want to get your take on on what your vote would have been you know, this is really interesting to me, man. And I had a lot of trouble with this. I really did. Um, and I've even gone back and forth since we've been talking, honestly. But as a whole, I actually now this is gonna be this is gonna be tough for me. But I picked Hunger Games, mm. uh, and here's why: because I really love the. Uh, Thomas said it great: is that this world that the um, Mad Max series has built as is weird and the newest one fury road is way out there on purpose and it's great i love that but i think that the other movies that are in my top four final four are already weird and out there for me as far as my tastes go and so for that i actually think that weirdly enough out of the four that i have on my bracket that the hunger games is more of a straight line movie if that makes sense like it's more of like a predictable uh, outcome in a way that the other movies I didn't think are. I, I don't know if I'm even connecting or making sense out here, but because of that, I, I, I actually chose the upset and put the Hunger Games past Mad Max. I'm not going to lie to you guys that as I say this, I am immediately going back and forth in my head of like, I don't know if this is right. I don't know if this is right. But when I did the bracket, I picked it for a reason and I have to stick with it. I have to be faithful. Hunger Games moves on for me. Okay. Hey, I, hey, I, I, I love the. Uh, you got to stick with. You got to stick with what you chose in the beginning. You know, you can't. You can't waver. But it is unfortunately two to one. Mad Max has moved on to the finals. The Cinderella story, fourteen seed, has come to an end. I mean, this we're gonna have a good matchup no matter who wins this next final four game. Uh, Mad Max is the final, the two seed. The last, the last matchup before the championship is the number one seed Matrix versus the number four seed Terminator. Two, I mean, absolutely heavyweights, iconic franchises. Uh, two of the, you know, just if you just base it off of the one and two, first and second in the movies, uh, the series, I mean, two of probably the best movies of all time, arguably up there. Uh, my, it's tough. Keanu versus Arnold. Uh, it, it is really tough, but my vote goes to the number one seed, the Matrix. Um, I just think it's, 
I, you, I could always, you know, watch Terminator, but I think I could just watch The Matrix so often. I think it's, and both, you know, which is really interesting, both are probably pretty high on pro- the probability slash realistic scale. Uh, but my vote goes to The Matrix. Uh, let's, man, I, I honestly don't know what Dugan's going to choose here. Two of his probably favorite movies. It's a tough decision. I can see it in his eyes. Uh, Dugan, where are you going Terminator or Matrix here? I've already proclaimed how iconic I think both of these movies are, right? We'll just say that. Uh, I have a quick question I want to start with you guys off. When was the last time that you can remember watching either of these movies, these two, Matrix or Terminator? Has it been a very long time recently? Uh, Me? It's so just the first movie of the franchise. It's definitely been within the last three months. I've definitely, because Ellen had never seen Terminator 1, so we actually went back and rewatched it. I would say, yeah, probably before or right around Christmas. Uh, so it's been f- relatively recently. Um, I was actually just thinking, I was, we, were, we were talking a couple days ago and I was walking the dog. I was like, The Matrix is one of those movies that I absolutely love. I've seen it probably a thousand times, but if somebody were, were to ask me, what is The Matrix about? Or can you explain The Matrix? I flat out couldn't do it because I just, oh. I like don't know. Like I don't know what it is if I just don't remember things or if it's just so like such a, I just, I just sit down and watch it and like aim like mindlessly. Uh, but yeah, probably within the last three months that I've seen both of the originals. Thomas, where are you on that that question? Um, so I I mentioned earlier that my intent fully was to watch Terminator before we did this, uh, but we'll end up watching it sometime this week. Um, and my wife's pretty excited about it because she's never seen it. Um, I watched The Matrix four hours ago. <laughs> um, you know, because I, I realized that it had been a long time and I couldn't very well go into... Uh, into especially that first round matchup, having seen Snowpiercer last week mm-hmm. um, and not having seen The Matrix in a while. And, and it is not one that I've seen a ton of times. Um, I actually, my, uh, my family and I did, uh, uh, well, now it's becoming almost a similar uh, uh, thing, but we did a bracket a couple of weeks ago on just like movie series. And when we got to The Matrix, I was talking about how I've fallen asleep in two movies in my entire <laughs> life um, in the theaters. The first one was Matrix. Uh, Revelations. Um, I'm sorry, no, Matrix Reloaded. Yes. Um, and the second one was Aeon Flux. Um, so, oh. uh, you know, oh. similar. Uh, <laughs> um, but um, but it doesn't. But that doesn't take away from how amazing the first uh, episode of, or the first uh, first in the series of, of the Matrix is. But yeah, so the answer is uh, it's been probably about ten years since I've seen Terminator, and I watched the Matrix earlier today. <laughs> So the reason I ask that is because we're talking about two iconic things, right? Terminator is 1984, Matrix 1999. So interestingly mm. enough, these movies that have made it to this far down, it's interesting that they're not super new or super, you know, we're talking about solid foundations. The other thing about this I want to state is that the Matrix, I, I have had this conversation multiple times and I will never veer off of this. People have come at me a lot of times, but I think that if you get to a near as perfect of a movie can be. I think The Matrix fits that bill. For me, it, it hits all these points that no other movie does. One of those things is you just actually, Thomas hit it right on. I was going to say this, but I am not, you've probably heard this through the pod. I am not a rewatcher. I don't like, I don't enjoy, and I don't seek to rewatch things. Except for The Matrix. For some reason, it's one of those movies where every once in a while, I get this weird like spidey sense, and it's like, I oh, dude, I haven't watched The Matrix in a while. That is the amount of love and just absolute just affection I have for this movie. Not even two, three, whatever else, side, animate, whatever they, they made, all of that stuff. 
Matrix 1, to me, is just near perfect. And as much as I love Iconic Arnold and Terminator, it's just the Matrix, man. It, 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 it's just super special to me. Thomas, where, where are you at, man? I do think that if we went specifically Matrix 1 versus Terminator 2, my head might explode. Um, because those, to me, are they're the same to me in terms of what you just said. They are perfect movies to me. Um, and that is really difficult. Um, and the matrix, I knew that it was like that, but watching it again today and it is fresh, but it was like, Oh yeah, I remember why this is amazing. And I remember why everyone else thinks it's amazing too. Um, and in terms of feasibility, I absolutely, again, could see a a point where we say, Hey, we're going to build all these machines. And they're like, yeah, humans, you are the problem. You are not efficient. We're going to turn you into efficient beings, uh, to, to, to power the rest of the earth. Right. Uh, so it is the matrix to me. It hurts me to say it, but the matrix is, is what moves on. The other thing, Foshi, I'd like to add one last thing to this is that a very weird and small detail that doesn't seem like a thing now, but I remember in 1999 when the early years when it came out really put people off was because it's two hours and 30 minutes. It's a mm-hmm. long movie. Yeah. Back then it was like, wow, this is a lot. But weirdly for me, it's like, it almost needs all every second of that to really give that full, like just a full sandwich of everything that it has. And what's interesting enough, Foshi, you said it too, is that after that two hour and 30 minutes, one time you watch it, it can be like, it's this. The next time you watch it, it can be this. Or it could be like, I don't know any of, of, of that. But to me, that's the brilliance of it. And so I just, man, I, I could go on for days and days and days talking about The Matrix. And I hope I just didn't give, I, I think I just gave away my, that side of the left side of the <laughs> <laughs> I All apologize. Right. So there it is. The, the Matrix, you know, looking back at the Matrix matchups, it actually has not lost a game. 3-0, 3-0, 3-0, 3-0. It's very impressive. Uh, but, you know, what you'd expect from a number one seed, I guess. So in the finals, which is super interesting, I did not think this would happen. We have the number one seed, the Matrix, versus the number two seed, Mad Max. I definitely thought there would be some some flux with uh, in the finals, but you know, they're, they got those seedings for a reason. Uh, and man, I really, you guys have really talked to me into Fury Road. Uh, and I honestly just don't know which way to vote on this. So I might just flip it over to, uh, I think we know Dugan's vote, but I'm going to actually hold, hold my vote and we're going to flip to Dugan for his vote. Are you going matrix or Mad Max here? It's, I shot my shot too early. It, it's the Matrix for me. I kind of just, I, I'm sorry, I apologize. I, I, I kind of uh, f- am flopping on the, on the, on the, uh, the finals, but uh, the semis, what everything I just gave, that is my full backing to the Matrix. Now, I'm also not mad at Mad Max, though. Like, if that won, I would not be mad in the slightest. I think what's interesting to me, though, is I almost take Mad Max, even though I like all the movies, I take that more of a package deal. I think the series is just amazing, whereas I don't think the Matrix series is amazing. And so that is also a weighted thing for me on the Matrix, is that, like, that first Matrix is just so good and powerful that I'm not even counting afterwards, whereas the the, um, Mad Max is still great to me, but I do take all of those into account. So for me... It's the one seed. I think it was properly seeded. Matrix. That's my winner. Yeah, and I think uh, I don't want to. You know, I don't want to give it give it away too early. But I I think that uh, what what you said earlier, Dean, about you know when you rewatch the Matrix, I think, and I said that I honestly don't remember things that like happen. I think when I watch it, my brain just legitimately melts because it's it's like just it's an awesome movie. It might just be like over my head, like complexity wise, I just don't understand it. But I absolutely love watching it. Uh, my my vote is going the Matrix as well, so the Matrix will ultimately win. But I know Thomas is like his, his loves my Mad Max. I love Mad Max Fury Road. 
Um, and I love the point that you made about the series. You know, the Mad Max series for sure. You get so many movies. Uh, it is overall, I would say, the series is overall better. And I just wrote down that we are probably going to be doing a uh, a movie series draft or bracket that we will all, the three of us for sure, will be back to do. Um, but I'm going the Matrix. Thomas, are you going the Matrix as well and making it a clean sweep, or do you have some love for Mad Max in there? So this was was really hard, and I think both of you hit it right on the head of. We're talking one perfect movie versus a series that is better overall, right? And I think if we look also at first movie versus first movie, The Matrix is still better than the original Mad Max. We talked about The Terminator being 84, Mad Max is 1979, right? So it's, it's again, one of those that like just has stood the test of time. To me, again, if it was one versus two, if we're talking The Matrix versus The Road Warrior, I might have changed my mind uh, because I love the Road Warrior so much. Uh, Mad Max Two, I, I love it. I think it's like it, it, it caught me early, and it just is something that is just stuck with me for a very long time. The Matrix itself, not taking into account the other the other movies, I, I think it has to be the one here. Um, I look down the list, and I don't know anything that would have stood a chance one-on-one against it. Um, I, I really don't. And so it just is. Um, and I love the way you put it, Dubes, like this idea of it can be something different every single time. And Kyle, you said your brain melted. I literally had to rewind a couple of times today because I missed something very small because of my children and was like, I feel like I missed the entire movie because I missed three minutes. There is not a wasted minute in the entire movie. Um, so you said that it needs that two and a half hours. It absolutely does. And I think it completely... Uh, it completely owns every single minute. Yeah, and I think, like I said, I, I had a feeling that when I filled this out, that the Matrix would ultimately win, uh, just because it is like you know some of these movies are are really fantastic and up there with some of the best movies. But the Matrix is honestly in a lot of people's top ten movies of all time, just how good it is. And we we've you know we've gone over it. It three o three o three o three o three o. It just swept the competition. It was it was it was uh, no chance, but. So the Matrix is our ultimate winner of the pandemic movie pod bracket. Uh, we are for sure going to come back with more of these. Uh, my phone is currently at 10%. So uh, we've been doing a FaceTime. I was super worried it wasn't going to make it. But before we get out of here, do you guys have any closing thoughts? I'll just end it with saying this was an, an awesome idea. I can't believe it's taken us 50 something episodes to get to do our first one. And I am going to come up with more ideas and like I said, the movie series bracket or draft is an awesome one. Uh, so shout out to Thomas, of course, for coming on, but also just he, you literally did all of the background work on this. You came up with the list of 64 movies. Uh, you came with the idea you wanted to come on. And that's what we're, you know, that's what we're looking for. We're looking for people that just when you have an idea, you, you love talking about, you just, you just talk, you don't, you know, it doesn't matter if you're on the mic or you're on a camera or whatever. You just love the idea. You come with it. So we want to hear from everybody else that has ideas. If, if it's something interesting we want to do. So that's what I'm going to end on with. This was a lot of fun. Thank you both of you for coming on and shout out to Thomas for coming with the idea and ultimately just doing all the background work. So uh, Dukes, do you have any closing thoughts before we get out of here? And then we'll let, we'll let Thomas wrap it up. Yeah, man, it was short and sweet for me, but it's just, I had a lot of fun doing this. I think it's a great idea for everyone to do. I'm interested to see that if we do a lot more brackets, if we will do like the winner of the pandemic pod mm. matched up a bracket with the action pod. I don't know, because my thing is, I'm super happy that the Matrix ended up winning it all, but I'm interested on where the Matrix would stack on like an overall, maybe not a subtype or an actual genre type movie. Um, you know, I'm interested to see where it matches up on the grand scheme of all movies. 
Uh, so I'd be interested to see that. I also will stick by 100% my words that when or if I hope that Thomas creates a movie club of some way, I am in that thing 100%. And um, yeah, I'm glad that I th- can't thank you enough for, for setting all this up. And uh, man, I, I, I think he also hit it straight on when he said that just looking at the whole list, it's like, I just right away didn't know if anything was going to pick the Matrix. I'm happy it ended that way. But I think I'm going to have to rewatch it after talking about this, guys. I really do. I think we're going to have to turn this on tonight. But can't say thank you enough. And I can't wait for the next time to happen. man. Yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, you've, and I, and even just, you know, I'm going to rewatch The Matrix. I'm going to rewatch some of these. But there's also a lot of movies on here that I just need to flat out see for the first time. So, uh, Thomas, we will flip it to you. You'll close us out. What, what are your closing thoughts on this? Anything else you'd like to say? Now's your time. Well, first, thank you both for allowing me to do this and, and investing in the idea. Uh, something that we've you know, been talking about for a couple of weeks. We put it together a couple of weeks ago and we're able to finally get together and do this. And I had a lot of fun. would love to do as many of these as possible uh, with you all and, and, and happy to have uh, been able to, to do this here. Um, I think, um, Kyle, I think you're... Uh, actual, um, we talked about this at the beginning, but the seating was pretty much spot on. Um, a couple of things here and there that maybe we could have changed up, but again, I don't think it would have changed the outcome. Um, kind of what both of you said as well. Um, I wanted to make one note that, uh, I wanted to bring up during the water world conversation that I just love, um, in, in that water world was the most expensive movie uh, ever made at the time, um, and held that until Titanic was made. And I just think that that's phenomenal. I just think that like, because it's so ridiculous. Ridiculous, Kyle! You gotta watch Waterworld. Uh, everybody out there, watch Waterworld yes. uh, and enjoy the campiness and, and the fun uh, of yes. Kevin Costner doing something. <laughs> uh, watch Postman too while you're at it. Uh, <laughs> you want your yes. Kevin Costner fix? Um, but yeah, I just really enjoyed this. Um, would absolutely love to, to be a part in the future. And um, uh, yeah, thanks again. And thank you guys for coming on. This was a great podcast. Uh, we're gonna wrap it up and get out of here. What movie wins your pandemic bracket? Check out the picture that we're going to post with this uh, episode and let us know on social media. Shoot us an email, goingofftopicpod at gmail.com with episode ideas. Or if you want to be a guest, that's what, you know, Thomas reached out to me and we got him on. So that's goingofftopicpod at gmail.com. Make sure to check out anythingbutcredible.com to listen and read all of the new content that we're pumping out during this quarantine. We're keeping you busy, so make sure to check it out there. Make sure to hit that subscribe button and leave us a rating and review. Shout out to Visitor Beats for the intro and outro groove. And as always, keep it off topic.